realize that being a prophet is not an easy thing to do. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. For those of you who have listened to this radio program since it began in the end of August and the weekend version that aired for, well, over five years prior to uh, the beginning of the new show, you will know that I have a problem with those that claim to have prophecies from God that never come true. I have known too many con artists in my life that'll make these predictions of some incredible thing that's going to happen, and then they don't happen. And rather than apologize to the body of Christ, to other Christians, they just ignore what they said was wrong and go on to something something new. And in time, they make other predictions, like the end of the world coming. Oh, I remember, I guess it was supposed to be somewhere, somewhere in 2015. We were supposed to be thoroughly prepared by August of that year, or we were going to be everlastingly too late. I can remember those prophecies being made. I can remember people that said them, the radio ministries that pushed those things. And what happened? What happened after August of 2015? Nothing. Nothing. Well, maybe it's a bookend from the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning, and we'll see next year at this time. What happened? Nothing. The biggest thing that happened in 2016 was the election, at least in the United States, of Donald Trump, which was unanticipated by those on the inside of news and speculation. I'll address that in just a moment. But all during 2015, blood moons were going to have... Then we had the, in 2017, the big eclipse who was going to usher in the, the end of the world. And over and over again, people get on the radio and the television with these ministries all about end times. And I'm always disturbed how many of them are wrong. And you should be too. You should be too. I, I can remember back 10 years ago guy making this prophecy that the Lord told me to build a revival tent and we're going to have round the clock revival. I think it was going to be like in Fort Pierce, Florida until Jesus comes. They raised a lot of money for a tent, but did they ever have the never ending revivals or the Lord said, I need a million dollars to launch a Christian competition to CNN. That was 10 years ago. Over and over, we have all these delusional people that think they are prophets of God, misinforming and raising lots of money. Now, the one thing I can tell you about this program, do I look at the world around me? Do I wonder out loud, could it be? Could this be the age that the Bible talks about? Of course, I can speculate, and I I try to be as clear as humanly possible to you 
anytime I say I'm interested in something that I'm seeing. Could this be or could this not be? I'm never going to say that it is. I'm not going to get out there and say, thus saith the Lord. I'm not going to do that. Look at how many ministries have collapsed and lost their integrity because of making false false predictions. I can think of a major radio ministry, family radio, based out of Oakland, California, at one time owned some of the most prestigious frequencies in big United States cities to use for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Three false predictions of when Jesus would come later, many of those prime radio properties had to be sold because nobody was supporting them anymore. It is sad when when prophets, false prophets, make predictions, especially about the end of the world. This is the one that really, really gets under my skin when they start talking about when Jesus is coming again. And what really makes it incredibly weird to me if these people have such knowledge of the scripture the scripture warns us no man knows the day nor the hour period it didn't say no man knows the day or the hour except a couple of people you'll hear on the radio or on the tv and how many people have sent money to these individuals and supported their work Honestly, I worked for one, and I watched the, the goalposts getting moved every month. The Lord said to do this. No, the Lord says we've got to do this instead. No, the Lord is saying i got to leave the country. No, we're, we're going to buy a building. No, we're going to rent a building. No, this went on and on for over a year. I realized I'm working for a nutcase, a person that is an, a complete biblical fool, and allowing people on his radio show to make predictions that never panned out. And using, let's be, let's be honest, it's kind of clever. Put somebody else on to make the claim. This way you have culpable deniability. But you can show the urgency of why you need a check sent today or precious metals or whatever else they want. The world is full of false prophets, and I, I, it seems that every once in a while I've got to come back and remind everybody that there are false prophets out there in this world. Right now, we are in what is called the, at least from the standpoint of the church, traditionally has been known between Christmas and the sixth day of January— These are the 12 days of Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ that was predicted in the Scripture and occurred as the Scriptures said it would. The Scriptures have a lot to say. We know the day is going to come that Jesus will come again. If you've listened to this program before, you know that I am not the type to emphatically say that I know all the answers of how all the mechanics will work out between now and when Jesus comes. All I know is he's coming again. The early church believed it. And really, 
from the mindset of the early church, we're talking in those first years of the apostles, they really believed in their lifetime. And they lived as such. I'm not necessarily a dispensationalist, and I'm not necessarily against it. I'm just cautious. Because I never want to say anything on this program. I never want to never want to mislead you Jesus talks about when those will say oh here's the Christ there's the Christ don't believe them do not believe them don't head away to the mountains because someone said that he saw Christ there what we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing is living each day expectant for his coming but preparing that we still have time. In other words, that balance between he could come at any moment, he could come before the end of this broadcast. What we don't fully sometimes understand is even though we have this urgency of his coming, we need to plan like we have to cover the world and do all of our little parts that he's called us to do. Not everybody is called to be a church pastor. Not everybody's called to be an evangelist. Not everybody's called to do certain things. I know people that I admire, and they have been and are or were pastors of very large churches that had a very dynamic ministry for decades and in some cases still do I'm not one of them my ministry and church ministry were primarily smaller congregations but I will I will tell you with no doubt in my mind the commitment level of those that were in those smaller churches and how much they did for the Lord's kingdom. I've always worked in broadcast. I mean, I've been doing this since I was in high school. That's where I got started. And I love the industry and I learned a lot about it, engineering and other aspects, even owned part of a radio station for a while. The radio business is a part of who I am. I'm one of the few that believe still that there is a purpose and a reason that we need to maintain the shortwave bands. Because I believe, based upon just logic and common sense, that's some prediction, just from the trends, the ability of sharing free speech is becoming increasingly difficult. If you're trying to build your ministry on Facebooks and Twitters and all the tech tyrants, it's going to be a fool's errand at some point because you can watch systematically, day by day, the shadow banning. This is nothing new. I know somebody that was going to stream something on Christmas Eve, not me, just someone I happen to know. He's in ministry. And he was going to stream live on Christmas Eve 
a service of prayer and, and remembering what Christmas is all about. And he got blocked by Facebook. Why? Because of something he posted seven years ago. Somebody complained about it, so he had a strike against him and he could not stream live that night. This is the kind of thing that is happening increasingly. It's happening to me more often. I'm getting these little warnings from Facebook if I say anything that's truthful but goes against the truth narrative as put out by the mainstream media and those that are, you know, New Agers and, and New World Order type. For years, Facebook didn't didn't suppress much of what anybody wrote or shared, unless it was really outrageous or threatening. But in these last two years, it is ramped up on a daily basis to where you've got to be careful what you write and post. I, I don't I don't say anything. Yeah, I still use Facebook to a degree. There's an automatic sending out of information about the latest episode of this program. And I'm careful what I put in the write-up that'll get into Facebook so it doesn't get, you know, booted off immediately where the algorithms can't quite figure it out. And I doubt if anybody's taking the time to listen to the podcast or listen via radio at Facebook. And so I'm feeling very led to keep a lower profile in much of the social media. Just put that aside. Now, I'm saying all that to remind you of things that have occurred just in the past several weeks. Since the beginning of the month, of December. We all know how the election turned out, at least the, quote, official narrative. Do I believe that there was some uh, chicanery going on? Of course I do. There are too many things that don't smell right. They don't pass the smell test. And I don't understand in the state of Georgia in particular, where we live part of the time, how a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state and his staff could be so bullheaded in not wanting to double-check certain things that don't look right. The Bible makes it clear, abstain from even the appearance of evil. We saw videotape out of Fulton County. It certainly looks suspicious to me, but nobody wants to investigate. We need to check the signatures on the ballots. And why is that delayed? What, what, why the fight on that? Only now, as we're heading in Georgia into the runoff elections for not one, but two United States senators, one to fill the unfinished term of one and the new term of another. Wow. Now we suddenly care if people are from out of state trying to vote in our election. Matter of fact, the Secretary of State's office, I think it was last week, sent out about 8,000 letters to people from out of state reminding them that it is a felony to register to vote in Georgia if you're not a Georgia resident and to vote. They didn't do it for the presidential election. 
We have a Supreme Court that I'm increasingly worrying about that refuses to hear cases that really they should be hearing. Or the one they will hear, they're going to wait till after the inauguration when it's a moot issue. I don't trust Justice Roberts as far as I can throw him, and I don't trust the president to put him in there, to be quite blunt. He has been a resounding disappointment. Honestly, as the days and the years go by, this, I can honestly tell you, I trust people in government very with very high limitations. I have been I have been fooled before, and so have you. People that said all the right things until they got into office and then they quietly go about the business of becoming wealthy people in Washington. Happens all the time. And I find it very disturbing. I want to share something that we shared on this program several weeks ago, just a little audio clip to kind of remind you of some of the things that were going on just just a few weeks ago. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen between now and next week on the 6th and between now and the 20th of January. But I've already seen some people make some, quote, prophetic announcements of things to look for and things that will happen, things you will see in just a matter of days. And and this is one, here's an audio clip of one that I shared not that long ago. Hey everyone, this is Albert. Mark your calendar for December 12th, 2020. Something remarkable is going to happen. God is going to bring a thick red on circling the December 12th. A red wave is going to come because God wants to bring an amazing victory for President Donald J. Trump. God is on the move. He's working behind the scenes and you are going to see greater things going to come out of this nation, America. The Lord circled December 11th with light red color and the Lord circled December 12th with dark red color. Coming up next, stay tuned. Now, don't get me wrong, but just hear me out. Here's a person that was very specific in a prediction made in the early part of the month, this month of December, probably be around the 5th or 6th, that wait till the 12th of December and you're you're going to see it's all going to change. It's all going to change. And the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th, and the 14th all came and, and went. And we're still pretty much at the same place we've been at for quite a while. Now, think. look, I'm not saying things could not change. But I'm also hesitant when anybody starts putting specific dates and times on anything. I've heard too many people get on radio, especially those that are really trying to raise the bigger dollars. And I, I'm going to just come out and say it. They're, 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 they put you in fear. They sell you stuff. 
or they sell you on the idea of support me and you'll you'll get the inside information that nobody else can ever get. I don't charge you for information. I'm not going to be selling you a book or a DVD or back of the old days a cassette. I don't do that. I don't give you special revelations only to those that subscribe and pay. Anything that I share with you from my heart or from God's word is free. Now, if you want to help support this so others can hear this ministry, wonderful. Any income derived from listeners is being used to pay for additional airtime. It's not to support me. Let me be emphatically clear. God takes care of my need. I just need the extra to cover the airtime bill and some of the expenses that are incurred in doing this. I'll give you my time. When Dr. Timothy Gales is on, he gives you his time. Other guests, same thing. We feel very, very led to share with you truth. That's why the name Truth to Ponder. That's why I chose the name. It was important for me to have such a name for the program because this is about truth in a very false and evil time. And we don't need to compound the problem of false information among Christians by well-meaning people that think they're prophets. Jeremiah Johnson is another one of those kind of prophets, and, and he kind of bothers me a little bit. I'm on his mailing list. And he's one of those types that talked about how God laid on my heart that, that Trump's going to win on election day. And then it didn't happen. And, and now he has, and this is a problem for me, now he says, I don't believe that if you miss a prophecy, it makes you a false prophet. Well, the Bible says otherwise. Let me say that again. When a guy like Jeremiah Johnson tries to keep his ministry glued together by saying, I don't believe that if you miss a prophecy, it makes you a false prophet. In the Old Testament, it could get you stoned to death. Yeah, it's a big deal. And if you don't feel, honestly, if you don't, if, if you're in that kind of a ministry, and I'm sure there may be a few around. I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm just concerned about those that try to follow a wave, follow a narrative in order to be relevant to their their audience. And that's why I'm so careful in, in the things that I share with you. I don't want you misled. I want you to be knowledgeable of the Word of God. I don't want you to I don't want you to end up being deceived. You know, you look over history of many of these so-called self-proclaimed prophets of God, some that even created their own version of Christianity. How many times were they wrong? 
How many times were they left disappointed? How many people sold their homes, their businesses, to follow after these these people that were false? I'm never going to tell you to do something that I don't believe with everything in my heart, my mind, and my soul. It's got to be true. I believe that God is talking to many people right now in these days and has been for a, you know several months, maybe a year or more. I do believe, and I'm seeing it from people that I know, where God is moving people into different places. I get that. And, that, and that's something that historically he has done throughout the church age leading people to different places for a specific purpose. I don't know which direction this world is going to to head. I don't know what's going to happen on the 6th of January or on the 20th of January. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's over. I'm not going to say that it's done one way or the other. I don't know. I have nothing I have nothing to give you beyond the fact that I know this election that we just went through, my instincts tell me that there was some finagling going on. There's no whether it was enough to turn the election. I'm I'm not going to say yes or no, but there's. <laughs> let me tell you, I've seen too many things. There's too much evidence, and I'm also concerned how fast courts don't want to hear it. It's not a matter that it got into a court. Now, let's let's clear something up right now. For those that watch the media, they say, well, all these unfounded uh, claims have been dismissed by the courts. No, they have not. The court refused to even hear the evidence. So it's not been dismissed on any merit, on any testimony, on any evidence. Just courts that chose not to hear, to to close their ears and shut their eyes and turn their back. I would feel better had it gone to a real court of law and the evidence came out and it became clear, well, guess what? Trump didn't win or Biden didn't win. We, we find out because the evidence is out there and the preponderance of the evidence shows one direction or the other. Right now, we don't know. There are very credible accusations. There is enough superficial evidence out there to make people wonder. I've got a theory, and that's all that it is. I've got a working theory because I've come to believe that the land that I grew up in has not been the land I thought it was. And it's been that way for a tremendously long amount of time that we have become a bureaucratic state run by bureaucrats and oligarchs from all over the world that really set the pace and tone of the world in which we live. When Dr. Timothy Gales is on the program, we've we've looked at the politics of a virus and how it is being used. I'm not discounting the severity of COVID-19. I never have and never will. I am challenging 
some of the numbers. I am challenging a number of assumed deaths to COVID-19 in the light of the fact that so many other normal causes of losing one's life have vanished or shrunk immensely in the same period of time. And that's just looking at it statistically and in numbers. Is the virus deadly? Yes. Would these people still be alive had they not contracted it? Hard to say in many cases. We don't know. I've had family members and friends all over the country that have gone through this and are still with us. Some that would be considered the type that shouldn't have made it through, in all honesty. But when you listen to some of these people, and, and, and I, I don't, I'm not giving the name of the person you just heard. There's a lot of other ones out there like it that all made these predictions early on. And I think they were gambling that maybe Trump might pull it out. They looked like they were, you know, true prophets of God. And now some are having to scramble at the moment trying to salvage what's left of their organizations. Come the 20th of January, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I can tell you what I believe is going to happen one way or the other. Let's just say, let's just say the long shot occurs and somehow this election is overturned. We will then have four years of anger and screaming and riots, the the likes of which this nation has never seen before, trying to get rid of Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that. I truly believe that we live in an age now, and and it's gotten really bad since you know the night since basically 1990 forward. We're talking the last 30 years. It's been developing for over 100. I believe that everybody in power was convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that in 2016, Hillary Clinton was going to become the 45th president of the United States. I believe that this is just my theory. This is a working theory, not a, not a prophecy or prediction. But just knowing how things have gone and evidence that comes out over the years, that there was enough chicanery going on in 2016 that they thought that they had Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and perhaps even Ohio sewed up. And the only place that was going to be difficult was going to be Florida. That's why Hillary Clinton campaigned only, it seems, I know she went other places, but generally speaking, I live in Florida and she was coming down to our neck of the woods quite a bit in 2016. She assumed Michigan was taken care of. She assumed Wisconsin taken care of. Ohio in the bag. Pennsylvania, not a problem. And she could win with or without Florida if she had the other states. It even looked good for her to get into North Carolina. 
They didn't cheat enough. That's why she lost. We'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Happy Circumcision Day. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, and get your pen ready so you receive a special free gift in a moment. Now, on New Year's Eve all across the world, people party, some watch a ball drop, some make all sorts of wild noise, some dance, some get drunk. All my life I watched people celebrate New Year's and never realized they were also celebrating a Jewish holy day. When a Jewish boy is eight days old, there's a ceremony called the bris or the brit, which means the covenant. He's ushered into the covenant that God made with Abraham, the covenant of promise and the covenant to bless all the peoples of the earth through Abraham's seed. It's called circumcision. The child's foreskin is removed and his parents celebrate. Now, we don't know what exact day Messiah was born, but December 25th is the generally accepted date of the celebration. Now, eight days after Messiah was born in Bethlehem, he, as a Jewish male child, was circumcised. Count eight days past December 25th, and what do you get? You get January 1st, New Year's Day. In fact, on the Gregorian calendar, January 1st, New Year's Day is a sacred celebration, a holy day, the celebration of Messiah's circumcision. So when the bands play and the balls drop and the people shout and the fireworks go off and people celebrate across the world on New Year's, they're actually celebrating a Jewish holy day, the circumcision, the circumcision of Messiah. Jesus, Yeshua is so awesome that even his circumcision is celebrated throughout the world in every nation. They don't realize what they're doing, but now you do. Even New Year's is a Jewish holiday, bearing witness that the promise God made to Abraham that in his seed all nations would be blessed is fulfilled. So when everybody shouts, Happy New Year! You can rejoice in God's faithfulness and the blessings of salvation. And don't forget to wish your friends Happy Circumcision Day. Want more? Ask for the Dance of the Heavenly Circles. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? A six-month supply for free. You can. Sapphire's Daily Spiritual Vitamins for Victorious Walk with God. And updates on Israel and prophecy and the incredible The Mystery of the Temple Doors. You'll love it. All free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. It's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you'll be blessed. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. One. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. To ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Tuesday edition here in the final week of the year 2020. Man, I bet a whole bunch of you cannot wait until this year has come and it has gone. I don't blame you. This has been one very trying year. And just a moment or two, I'm going to share a few more thoughts that I started in the first half of the program. I do want to just take a moment real quick to thank everybody that has been writing, contacting me, uh, whether by email, uh, regular mail. Your words of encouragement 
make taking the time to do this program worth the effort. I appreciate the love and, and yes, in many cases, the generosity that a number of you have shown to me. And I thank you. Please know that I try to get letters out and, and thank you notes uh, for those that, that send things by regular mail. I think I'm even a little bit behind on on some of the correspondence from uh, from email. And I apologize with the uh, Christmas season and some weather issues that we faced. We actually had some snow and ice. So we actually had that up here in the mountains. This, by the way, you know, when when you if you're li- if you're listening in Australia, you don't quite get this because your time of the year for Christmas it's summertime or at least the beginning of summer, end of spring. Here it's the beginning of winter. And honestly, the last time I remember having a white Christmas, I had to think about this for quite a while. The last time I recall a white Christmas is probably, and I'm having a hard time remembering, was it 1979 or 1980? And and I'm trying to remember. I, I'm just. I think it was probably 1979. That's a. That's 41 years. Now, when I was growing up, the possibility of having a white Christmas was like one in three. We lived in New York State, and a number of those years upstate, where you could have snow on you know Halloween or Thanksgiving, real easy. And yes, I saw that happen on multiple occasions. But I want to thank you for taking the time to write and understand that, you know, I do read every letter you send. may not be the same day I get it. It just depends on on the things going on and prepping for this show. When I took on this, I just felt very led that I needed to do this for a season. Whether it's a long season, years, I don't know. Time will tell. I just felt very led to produce this particular radio program and share just from my heart sometimes, like yesterday and today, I don't have a guest on these two programs. I just felt that it was a time that I needed to talk to you and just share some random thoughts that have been crossing my mind. For those of you, like I say, any any financial support is only being used it does not support me. It's not going to buy me a car or anything like that. It's not going in my pocket. It's going into the pocket of the ministry in terms of buying airtime. If things work as they are supposed to work, I will be on another radio station beginning Monday of this coming week. And uh, I, I pray that you will be able I'll tell you more about it. Hopefully, by the weekend, I'll have all the details ironed out. And so there'll be another voice on shortwave. And I uh, want to thank those that listen that way. It's not cheap. I'm telling you right now, it's not. And it's it's definitely for someone that is pretty much retired like I am, we cannot afford to do this out of our own pockets. I'll just put it that way. And so anything we get, whether it's $10, 20 or 100 doesn't matter, It'll all go to keeping the shortwave medium opened and alive. If you want to help us, the website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. You can 
you can help us from the website. And if you rather use regular mail, our address in Georgia will still be here for, oh, several more weeks. I'll give you plenty of time to know. Uh, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane. And add number 263. That's our little P.O. box they, they use here in this little community we live in. City of Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. I ran across something I thought was fascinating that kind of dovetails on what we're talking about right now in terms of, of, of false prophets. It's one thing to talk in generalities that the Scripture lays out. That in the end times, we're going to find it's going to be perilous times. We're going to be the days of no. We know that. There are a lot of basics that we understand. But people that use prophecy for personal gain or inflating their ego in some cases. Let me give you, I ran across this. And there's a guy that puts out some wonderful you know, ideas of how do you, how do you test uh, being a prophet? Does this person who claims to be a prophet believe in the redemptive work of the Son of God? And I'm sure that many of them do. But honestly, I believe that some of them don't. Number two, these are five tests. Like I say, number one, does the prophet believe in the redemptive work of the Son of God? Many do, but I'm, but there are some fakes and frauds that, that they don't. Number two, false prophets do not like to listen to anybody. God tells them everything. Now, let me, let me tell you something. Having worked for one of these kind of guys, that, that should have been a warning sign. That is a warning sign. And, and increasingly, it became a red flag issue for me. They don't want to listen to anybody. They'll say, only God talks to me in this ministry. He'll never talk to you. Let me say that again. Work for a guy who said, God only talks to me in this ministry. He will not talk to you. That's some pretty dangerous ground to be walking on. And yet, this voice that he was listening to had us going hither and throw. We, 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 we flew off one time on this project that God had given him this vision of buying up little radio stations all over the country, like little candlesticks was the vision. And so we went out and looked. And then the next day, nope, we're not doing that. We're doing something else. God has given us this wonderful radio facility in the Caribbean. We've got to put it on the air for God's glory. It's still not on the air. Six years, eight, nine, ten years later since it was supposed to be back on. And I don't think it'll come on anytime soon, if ever. Things of that nature. God has told me I've got to leave the country or i got to stay. We have to sell the building. No, we got to buy a new building. No, we got to rent. This all in one year's time. God has called me to a big TV ministry. 
and it flops. Number three, false prophets are not motivated by love. They are motivated by a need to be noticed. Let me say that again. False prophets are not motivated by love, but they're motivated by a need to be noticed. I'll let that one stand right on its own. I don't need to be noticed. I need you to notice what the Word of God says. What they, what it says is a lot more important than little old me talking to you from our little house in the mountains of Georgia. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to do this program because it's a lot of work. But it's worth it if it's helping the body of Christ. Number four, and this one I think is the most urgent, and I'm going to share a few thoughts and and just things that I can remember from people over the years. False prophets commonly use fear to motivate people. False prophets commonly use fear to motivate people. I can remember the headline, the guy starts the program, Nuclear War in 90 Days. Stay tuned. Let me say that one again. The headline was, Nuclear War in 90 Days, Stay Tuned. And then for the next hour or so that went on, uh, on why we're going to have Nuclear War in 90 Days, that program aired, I think, like three, four years ago. Oftentimes, this motivation of fear, there are ministries that have built an entire enterprise selling you stuff, whether it's generators, food that lives on a shelf for 30 years so you can go through the Great Tribulation fat and happy. It's ridiculous. And they use fear saying, You need to buy these supplies from us. What's the markup on those supplies? What are you really getting for your money? And this one now, really, in thinking of some that I've had to deal with, worked for, worked with, worked around, this one is fascinating to me. Now, this is not my list. This is somebody else's list. We know they use fear to motivate people. We know that. The end of the world is coming. And if you buy my DVD, you'll learn exactly how to survive. Or if you buy my book or whatever it is. These are the kind of people that were selling Y2K books back in 1998. And there's some of these guys are still around selling you more fear. You know, I remember one book out there was called Judgment Day 2000 or Judgment 2000. How everything's going to crash and burn and your lights will be off. Your bank money will disappear. It'll evaporate. Buy my book and you'll learn how to survive. You can find those books in in, in the bargain bin because they were wrong. They were never true. And in many cases, in a lot of these Y2K books, the people that claim to be the author were not the author. They, they went to companies that, that have writers that write your book for you. And they get a nice cover and sell it to raise money to keep themselves in business. 
But here's the one that really stands out. And I want you to think about this one. I'm going to kind of walk you through it. False prophets are not in a covenant relationship with the body of Christ. Let me say that again. False prophets are not in a covenant relationship with the body of Christ. They're loners. They're out there on their own, calling themselves all kinds of grandiose titles. I know of one individual who was ordained a deacon who now claims he's the presbyter or the bishop or the whatever, the overseer of his own church. Is he in any kind of relationship with any other member of the body of Christ anywhere in the country? No. They're all a little self-contained organization with their own little online church. I guess that satisfies the IRS in some cases. But what is their relationship to other Christians? They stand alone. They don't want to mix with other Christians per se. The ordinary Christian has a difficulty now trying to decide if these prophets were prophesying uh, the election of Trump back when they were doing it. Were they right? Were they wrong? And what to do? Because there's so many of them. And these leaders that, that fail the test, let me say it again. Those leaders that fail that test should be ignored and not supported. I've been very careful on this program to bring you information. I'm concerned about how freedoms have been taken away in the name of safety over COVID-19. But I've told you every step of the way, especially back on the weekend show, it is a dangerous disease, no doubt about it, a contagious disease, but I'm personally not all that convinced about the efficacy of a vaccine. And why? Why the worldwide rush? How is it that year after year we have a flu vaccine that's only, you know, 40, maybe 50% at best effective? And magically, in a matter of months, we have one that is 90, 95% effective? What else does it do? We haven't had the time to really find out. I am concerned about how people are are easily deceived by these these people that just have a track record going back two years, five years, ten years, and more. I can remember going back, you know, go back ten years. There were people on the radio beginning in January of 2010 saying that the world and this country would face one of the most dramatic events in its history, like a nuclear explosion. And the whole world as we knew it would change or end. Communications would be interrupted, transportation lines shut down. That was, those are, quote, prophecies made by an individual in 2010, January the 7th, I might add, of 2010. 
be staggered, brought to its knees that year, sometime during the last three months of 2010. The last three months of 2010, or the last days, that was 10 years ago. Conveniently, those old programs that used to be on their archive are are missing now. (laughs) I wonder why. They stand behind these predictions, but when 2011 rolls around, you know, a year later, January 7th, 2011, instead of owning up to making a mistake and realizing I made a false prophecy that he promised before the Holy Spirit, God, and everybody else and his listeners, instead, and, 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 and he never apologized for being wrong and moves on to something else. Be careful of those that claim to be hearing from the Holy Spirit. One of the most, the thing we have to be so cautious, and I've got to stop here, because this is urgent for you to hear and receive. I never want to run the risk of denying what the Holy Spirit can do. Let me be very cautious on that. I never want to ever run the risk of minimizing what the Holy Spirit can do. I will never do that. I have seen things in my life to to prove to me otherwise more times than I care to even imagine. So, let me kind of explain what I'm trying. Let me kind of put this together. To gloss over and just keep moving forward and never acknowledging how many times you've given incorrect information. So far on this program in the months that we've been on the air, I haven't had to come back and say we've been wrong. Now, there's some things that we think could happen that may never happen, and I'll tell you when that happens. Nowhere am I telling you that the Lord is saying that this is going to happen or that's going to happen or the other's going to happen. I just want you not to be deluded by end-time con artists that are trying to get you to give them money to support their their work and their big staffs. I'm a one-man operation here with a couple of regular guests that give their time willingly. Our egos are not that big. I, I had plenty of time in my younger years as a radio announcer to get all of that out of my system. I just feel very, very, very strongly about sharing with you the things that I see. Do I believe that we could be in the end times? Am I trying to look at news in the light of what Scripture says? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and I'm not ashamed to do that at all. Not one bit. I believe it's something that I need to be doing to help you to, you know, keep looking up. Keep aware. Look around you. Be prepared. Learn that in the Boy Scouts 50 years ago. Be prepared. In emergency management, be prepared. Have a, you know, getaway kit in case a flood hits or your power's out or your house burns down from lightning. Be ready. A wise person is ready for the things that could come upon them in this in this life. There is no guarantee. There's no certainty. You know it and I know it. But you don't need to be deceived by false preachers and teachers that tell you they know something that nobody else does. You know, a lot of the stuff that we share on this program when I have a guest on, we'll tell you where to find the information if you ask. You can look for yourself. It's nothing... Nothing that comes to, we're not giving you any super revelation of God that only we know. Pretty much everything we share with you is in the public domain. We just take the time to look, read, and analyze and see if it makes any sense. And then share it with you to help you make decisions on the things you need to be doing in your life. Don't be led astray by the fakes, phonies, and frauds. From time to time, I'm going to be letting you know what I think about them and point them out. Remember that test. I think that if anything, remember this test. Does the prophet believe in the redemptive work of the Son of God? Some never talk about it. I'd be cautious. These false prophets will listen to nobody but themselves because only God tells them everything they need to know. False prophets are not motivated by love of you but are motivated by need to be noticed. And a false prophet will commonly use fear to motivate people. And lastly, false prophets are not in any kind of covenant relationship with the body of Christ. They're loners. They have their own thing. They heap upon themselves their own ministers, and staff and they don't really fellowship with anybody else but themselves that should be a warning sign if you want to write the program you can you can reach us at truth to ponder and that is 21 berkshire lane number 263 21 berkshire lane number 263 sky valley georgia 30537 the name of the ministry that I operate is called Ancient Word Radio. If you're wanting to send a check, please make it out to Ancient Word Radio. I'd appreciate that. And all of it goes to basically cover the airtime and some of the distribution expenses. That's it. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.